Welcome to BFR Radio, a podcast dedicated to all things BFR. This podcast is proudly sponsored by sportsrehab.com.au, where if you want to buy your own BFR cuffs or you want more information about the type of training or you just want more information, this is your one place to go. And I'm your host, Chris Gavilio. Welcome back to today's episode, which also is the last podcast for BFR Radio for 2020. In short, a quick summary of the year. Towards the back end, I've really challenged myself hard in the BFR space. I have built my workshops to the point where they're actually now four-hour workshops. I've run two of them, one in Sydney, one in Brisbane, and looking at expanding that around the country a little bit more in 2021. I also decided to put a booth at the ASEO conference, which is at the Gold Coast in November. And I also debuted a brand new machine that I guess I've never seen before. I invented, I got created and built with a local company here in Brisbane, and I call it the G-Thruster. Essentially, it's a machine to help for hip thrusting type activities. And the feedback has been really great. Like people have said that it makes the whole movement a lot easier. You can start the bar nice and high, load it up, and there's no more issues with trying to get underneath the bar and get the bar started at a decent height. So if you haven't actually seen the G-Thruster in action, make sure you check it out. I've got it on my socials, but also created its own Instagram, Twitter page, which is at G-Thruster, which is actually a nice segue into today's podcast, which is actually not quite an article. It's a case study on myself. And what I actually thought I would do here is take advantage of the G-thruster or hip thrusting or hip extension type activities to see what would happen if I employed a high frequency, low load BFR regime to this type of activity. With respect to high frequency training, when you look at other activities such as the squat, the bench press and also leg extension, they've actually shown that daily or twice daily strength training at low loads of 20 to 30% of RM have shown significant improvements in strength and hypertrophy. As you can imagine, this has great applications towards injured, preoperative, but also people who may be hard gainers or people who just need quick gains in size and strength. So other concepts that I've brought forward with today's case study is actually a couple more points and firstly also the changes in the muscle size is actually a relationship to the exercise that you do so most people think that the changes in the muscle is actually distal or away from the cuff but it's actually shown to be proximal as well and really to simplify it for everyone the changes you want to see using bfr cuffs has to do with the exercises that you do so if you want to improve hamstring you need to do hamstring work with the cuffs on. If you want improvements in glutes, same, you need to do hip thrusting type activities. So therefore, I thought I'd use the G-Thruster using a high-frequency type training program. The other really cool fact here is I read a paper on the perhaps the specificity of hip thrusting activity or hip extension towards sprinting. Because when you really kind of think about sprinting is that horizontal hip movement similar to When you do a hip thruster, your hips are moving horizontally as opposed to a squat, which is vertically. And there was actually a paper where they had bigger improvements as a potentiator. So hip thrusting as a potentiator for sprint performance. They found that that was better when they look at empirical data comparative to squat. Very interesting. It's just another concept and really great for people who actually can't load a lot of weight actually through their back or like myself who has bad knees and I can't squat a lot of load, but I can actually hip thrust a lot of load. 
onto the study that I actually did. So what I did here is I did a two-week study where I would do a minimum of once a day. However, three times a week, I'd actually do a twice-daily session. What I would do here is double or single-leg hip thrusting movement based upon what I felt like doing. With respect to the BFR cuffs, I'd put them on my thighs and I'd pump it up to my predetermined pressure, which is 180 mils of mercury. And the way I calculate it, I use Jeremy Lenecki's equation based on limb circumference and also blood pressures. And that's what my 50% arterial occlusion is with my cuffs. With respect to sets and reps, I employed a high rep protocol. Everyone out there talks about this 75 rep protocol where the first set must be 30 reps followed by three sets of 15. And the amount of literature I've actually read in the BFR space and when you actually start to look at the world of katsu, which is where the whole concept of BFR originated, they don't necessarily stick to must be 30, 15, 15, 15, but rather the first sets to fatigue. So we want to go as far as we can. So I had a rep range of around 20 to 30 reps, depending on how I was feeling, whether it was a double leg or single leg activity. Then what I did is I did three sets of 10 to 15. It's just a rep and a set range as opposed to saying, I must do three sets of 15. And I think then it just enabled me to get through the two weeks of high frequency training as opposed to saying, I must get 15 reps. What I wanted to find here was two things. Firstly, was I able to improve any muscle size? And secondly, was I able to improve strength? With respect to muscle size, I looked at maximum glute circumference and also I looked at thigh circumference at three points. So the top third, which is where the cuff goes, halfway or, or mid-thigh and the bottom third, which is kind of representative of where the VMO is. With respect to strength, what I looked at there was two movements and it was an isometric strength movement using force plates and I looked at single leg strength where I did a hip thrusting knee at 90 degrees maximum force output and then I went to a more straighter leg hamstring type activity and then I did left and right there as well looking at maximum force. I did the two weeks of the training and if you actually go on my Instagram at Chris Cavillio you'll be able to see what I actually did there. It was pretty simple. At the end of the two weeks I then repeated the same testing protocol, got my measurements, and then went and did the strength testing. Now onto the results, and firstly focusing on muscle size. My glutes, they improved only a little bit, 113 to 113.5 centimeters. Perhaps a little bit disappointed, but my thigh really surprised me in terms of how much girth I actually got here. The top third where the cuff sat improved from 68 to 69 centimeters, that's one centimeter. The midpoint of my thigh, only half a centimeter, 66 to 66.5. And really interestingly, my distal third, which is kind of around where my VMO is, improved 1.5 centimeters from 57 to 58.5. Now this was just my right side, and this is the one that I had my knee operation on, and I've been trying to find ways of increasing my muscle girth. And I find at my age that I'm pretty consistent with my strength levels and also my muscle size just because of my training and also my dietary intake pretty much stays very similar all the time. So what we see here is only a small improvement in glutes and what I think is, is more importantly, more interestingly, the improvements in the thigh, which is what I'm excited about. Now comparing the strength assessments on isometric strength or maximal strength output, my left is stronger than my right. My left side on the glute knees at 90 was 1,027 and at the end of two weeks improved 22% at 1,253 newtons. The right side, 
That was at 908 newtons, a little bit down compared to my left. And then at the end of the study, it improved 32% to 1,199. So a ratio improved from 0.88 to 0.95. So I'm now really even between my left and right. Hamstrings, similarly, my left was stronger than my right on the initial testing. And that was started at 482 and it improved 16% to 562 newtons. The right side started at 440 and improved to a whopping 661 newtons, improved 50%. Now I did three attempts and I alternated left first, then right, then right first and left, and the results kept coming out. So I can't really explain why that happened in respect to my hamstring strength, but irrespective, I had some really good gains in both left and right, in hamstring and also in glute. Therefore, that was a quite a surprising find was actually I was able to improve hamstring strength using just simple hip extension of a glute dominant type activity. What were my thoughts on this type of study? Well, look, for quick gains, although I didn't probably get the glute or the booty gains that um, perhaps I thought I was going to get, not as though I needed a bigger set of glutes, but surprisingly, my thighs actually improved, which was a pleasant surprise. My strength improvements, I didn't expect that. But has it also improved because I've just been doing a lot of that same activity? Must also say within that two weeks, I did no maximal isometric training whatsoever to help me with the test. The advantages of this type of training, it's quick. I reckon about six minutes and I was done. There were times towards the end of the two weeks, I didn't really want to do it. However, I knew that it was over and done with pretty quick once I put the cuffs on. And then I actually felt really great afterwards. So I kind of knew that the positives post-session outweighed feeling tired and lethargic beforehand. Usually it was, I was tired because it was just at the end of the day. The other advantage is I had really good strength gains and also at this stage of my life where I'm finding it hard to make big gains, I actually got small gains in my quad and look a little bit in my glute. In hindsight, if I was really trying to get bigger gains in my glutes, I probably should have added a few more glute-specific exercises, maybe some mini-band walks and also some reverse hypers or RDLs or so forth just for those extra kind of gains. But that wasn't the purpose of the actual study. Perhaps the negative of this training, as I've alluded to before in the bench press study, is by the end of two weeks, it's time to wrap it up. And it got a little bit long on the tooth, as we say, and I was quite glad that it was over. However, besides that, I think for small, quick gains, it's really worth it. And especially if you're in a controlled sporting setting or that's all you're doing all day, that you can actually handle it. You can get up in the morning, you can do it for five or six minutes, do a full day of work, come home and then repeat that. And then knowing that that's going to advantage you, whether you're in sport or whether you're just a general sports person and you want to just improve some strength and performance. If you actually want to see any of the video version of this, you can actually check it on my Instagram at Chris Cavillio and it'll also go on my YouTube channel, which is Sports Rehab Oz. That's Sports Rehab AUS. There you go, a little bit different. It adds to the body of BFR literature and high frequency low load training with blood flow restriction. Look, I'm N of one here. And that's what I always say. These responses are really individual. I have a quite a high training age and that any kind of improvements I, I've been really struggling to get. So therefore I find this novel type of training stimulus can actually assist me in making these small gains. 
Again, it's a really simple movement and it's a really simple addition to your own training. And if you had a set of BFR cuffs, you could use light dumbbells or even bands or you could find anything really around the house and just put your shoulders on a kitchen chair or so forth or on a sofa so you can do it in front of the television. Therefore, there's no excuse. Just in closing, I've really found that the community has grown and I've got a lot of people out there interacting and doing some really great stuff in the BFR space. And I do appreciate you feeding back this and actually creating a better community of users for BFR. I've always said that it's a tool in the toolbox and it's a damn good tool. And uh, once again, I really thank you for your support through the year. And I really look forward to catching up with you next year for a bigger and better 2021. See you next year.